Uh, before we start, uh, team, I should probably put on my my mask here. I guess. <laughs> oh, you got oh you got a mask at your uh, screening for it. I got a mask at my screen. They were handing it out. You son of a bitch. Um. Yeah, they handed out. I had also had the sticker they they gave. I have this poster. I think if I move out Damn. the way, hold on. If I move out the way, you can kind of see this poster behind me. Oh. Here. Oh damn! Yeah, that's actually kind of sick. You know, and then I also have a sticker. Um. Yeah, got the Leonardo. I got Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which turtle do you think I am? You think I'm a Leonardo? Or you think I'm a which turtle? What do you think? You yeah. probably really don't want me to answer that. <clears throat> Oh, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you think? Mm, probably Michelangelo. No, My probably Donatello. Donatello? Donatello's mm. pretty cool. I like Donatello, too. Uh, go old purple one. Uh, hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see here. Okay. <laughs> Damn, this shit is... Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Damn. That looks, uh, that looks hella tight, man. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. God damn. I was like, can you even see out of that thing? It, it kind of reminds me why companies uh, like Mad Masks, uh, they they do a lot of uh, like cosplay equipment. They made a couple of the ones that I did back when I was cosplaying. You should probably look them up instead of uh, settling for this stuff. Or, you know, make your own because it's just what? A blue headband that you just cut eye holes in? Pretty much. I kind of look like a minion right now, honestly. I kind of look like a fucking minion. Just one goggle I got on, pretty much. You look, you look like you really hangry for a banana! <laughs> uh, yeah, so alright, let's get into it. So, our first review of the day is going to be for TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Uh, this is the new latest TMNT film. Uh, this time in animated form. They've done some live action before, but you know, mm -hmm. got another animated film out of TMNT. Yeah, yeah some, some live action films for to uh, varying results. Yeah, varying kind of different results there, which we did a retro review for TMNT 1990. We did that uh, just yesterday. It should be on the channel pretty soon. Uh, but here uh, we have a production from Seth Rogen. Uh, this is a director from Jeff Rowe. Um, and the voice actors of the Turtles themselves, uh, I was trying to look them up. A lot of uh, just new time actors I could see. I didn't think they had an IMDb or anything like that. I think there's only one of the kids uh, who uh, has pretty much been in in a while. A kid called Brandy Noon uh, who's in this. Uh, but in this story of TMNT, it really focuses on them being teenagers. Um, you see that you know they have an overbearing father, as most teenagers do. Uh, of course, Splinter, who's in this voice by Jackie Chan. Um, and, you know, they're just kind of remarking about they just want to be normal kids, you know, do t good teenager stuff, you know, go to high school, you know, get a girlfriend, you know, hang out with people, you know, their own age instead of living in the sewer, you know, with their rat father, uh, you know, just kind of do that. And, you know, amongst the living in the city of New York, um, they kind of encounter another mutant. Uh, by the name of Superfly, who is this voice by uh, Ice Cube, who's the main antagonist of the movie. Um, and then they have a big Ice Cube's character, Superfly, who has a grand plan of, you know, killing all the humans and, uh, you know, 
having the mutants kind of rise up. Um, and then to much chagrin of uh, the turtles, they're like, uh, yeah, I'm not too 100% sure about that. I kind of, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I know humans are a little iffy sometimes, but I'm not sure about genocide and all humanity uh, there. Um, and kind of there. So um, in this story, I thought, first of all, I will, I, I'd say one thing that really interested me, and I was kind of really looking forward to this mm -hmm. with this movie, even though I'm not a big TMNT fan, mm -hmm. is the animation. The animation, I think, is incredibly impressive. Oh yeah, um, it it whole it's wholly unique compared to most other animated projects that we see. Because uh, prior to something like Into the Spider Verse, an animated film was either going to be just strictly hand drawn, or it was going to be a kind of a mix of like. Pixar DreamWorks style of CGI. It was going to be all 3D models. And here, it looks like it's kind of a mix of a lot of different styles. It looks, because obviously this is a CG animated movie, but it looks like it's claymation almost. And you can see like the impressions that are laid from the hands that are kind of molding everything together while, uh, while <clears throat> action set pieces or uh, while stuff is happening in the background. Mm, yeah. I mean, because you just look at screen, it kind of very much has that Spider-Verse type feel to it, mm -hmm. where everything is so lively. Um, like you see the animation, it's like when they're in the sewer and then like the light comes down, you see the actual light rays that they drawn out, um, the explosions, and you see kind of the the, the dust that kind of sparks mm -hmm. up from that, and they see that's drawn out. So it's very this, this nice type of animation I really, really like, and I really appreciate that um for it so i really really loved that and watching the movie i just loved it even more uh you know you, you know seeing it um so i want that very much also the turtles uh turtles yeah. themselves um great chemistry between all of them um and them actually feeling like you know teenagers themselves which you know there's been adaptations yeah. yeah yeah not just teenagers but actual brothers which i think is is the thing that makes or breaks an adaptation of teenage mutant ninja turtles because we have some of them where that is very strong, like in the 1990 version, like in the 2007 animated one, and even some of the smaller, lesser-known adaptations, like uh, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm, yeah, and they, yeah, like I said, they really do feel like brothers. Um, you know, they really rag on each other very much. Uh, you know, so I do like that a lot, and I think you know, for you know, I think the voice cast in this, uh, you know, with the turtles is very impressive. You know, um, and they work really well. Um, Splinter, who's in this, who's voiced by Jackie Chan, um, very attached. You know what I mean? More of a clingy version of, <laughs> he's, of Master. He's definitely the most he, the version of Master Splinter that feels the most like a father instead of just a master. They lean more into him just being a single dad instead of uh, previous adaptations of it. Yeah. You know, he's trying to, you know what I mean? He's trying to find some love, too. He's like, hey, you, you boys are all I got. You know what I mean? Just you stay in the sewer. You don't have, you don't have any mutants, that, mutant women there are. Yeah. F very small pool. Very small <laughs> pool there. Oh, thank you, Chill. Thank you for the raid there with five viewers. Thank you very hey, much. Uh, glad to see you Re reviewing some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, so I I, I love that a lot with, with Masculine and his dynamic uh, with the Turtles as well. So I think a lot. Um, like I said, up and down, everybody really does a fantastic mm -hmm. job. And then when they meet April O'Neil, uh, who's in this, who's voiced by the woman uh, from The Bear, uh, Io yeah. uh, Debris. Yeah, Io Debris from uh, The Bear and the upcoming uh, theater camp, as well as uh, Bottoms. Yeah. 
Um, it's very kind of impressive there. And when they meet her, that's, I think, a very good dynamic there. Um, every frame of it, you know, it's it's a it's a movie like Spider-Verse 2 where I would love to buy the art book of it, you know, and love about mm -hmm. the animation of it. And I make I think it'll make people get into more into animation, uh, I think, by watching this movie. Um, I'll pass it to you. What are some of your thoughts about uh, Team and Team you've made? Yeah, something that I have, because I absolutely adored this movie. Every single frame of this looked like a looked like a work of art. Just seeing all of the different uh, styles coming together with the animation, seeing the chemistry with all four of the Ninja Turtles, uh, all voiced by uh, uh, Micah Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Brady Noon. Who I think for a majority of them, this is one of their first. Uh, one of their first uh, feature roles and they all have fantastic voice performances and chemistry which is something that makes or breaks an adaptation of the turtles and something that is really cool is whenever it gets to the action set pieces where you have all of these uh very very <clears throat> very uh green turtles uh excuse the pun but it's kind of very influenced by something like Jackie Chan's movies, where they're kind of accidentally uh, messing people up until you get later when they get more confidence in their movement. And it's reminded me of Spider-Verse, where it's almost like they slowed down the frame rate on them when they were uh, first starting out in the action piece set pieces. And it was getting more and more smooth the longer the movie went on, especially towards the third act, where if you see in the trailer, it's essentially a kaiju fight. And it is amazing to watch. Mm, yeah. Um, and, you know, this movie being kind of set in New York, uh, with a lot of movies that are set in New York, you got to always have that banger soundtrack, a lot of kind of, oh, New yeah. York, you know. Yeah, the movie like, opens with Annie Up, which I, I was in, I was in my theater. Yeah. Uh, you know, so a lot of hits from a lot of a Trap Call Quest is in here. Um, they do a lot of big needle drops in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, the, I was, and the score is also fantastic. And uh, no, duh, because it's done by uh, the former Nine Inch Nails crew with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Really? Trent Reznor? Okay, well, wow. You know, Nine Inch Nails to Ninja Turtles. And look at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is that is quite a career. Nine there. Inch Nails to winning Oscars to Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know, great career tra trajectory there. Um, yeah, I mean, great soundtrack here. You have you, you mentioned the score that's in this. It works very well. Um, do you think the needle drops in here? Do you think that it works really well? Or do you think it's a little too on the nose? Or do you think it's a little too much at times? I feel like with... Uh... And I'd really like to talk to people about. Because I feel like there is an art to a needle drop. And you can either have it be something that, you know, it fits the tone and the setting and the emotion that you're trying to go for, or you can just have it to play, to have a cool song play during a montage or a certain set piece. And here I kind of feels like it dances the line between that, where on one hand you get something like Guardians of the Galaxy, on the other you get uh, A or Suicide Squad. And here mm. I think it kind of fits right in the middle of there. It reminded me a lot of watching... Uh, uh, the last Transformers movie, where I felt every time there was a needle drop on there, I wasn't, you know, getting it turning on Critic Bane. I was just my vibing to it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's kind of right in the middle there. Um, it also helps that a lot of these songs. I mean, I am a big fan of a lot of these songs in here, but I think they they just work. I think a lot of the, you know, the story that they're telling here and fit well in the scenes here um, and do a great job at that. Um, I mean, I just think, you know, overall, this movie's just a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of it's just a great time, I think, sitting in 
uh, theater to watch. A lot of people were really laughing, having a great time watching it. Um, I was having a great time watching it, even though I'm not a big TMNT fan myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a big TMNT fan? Uh, I would say I'm a mild fan of it. I really love the because there was a show animated show on Nickelodeon back in the early 2000s. I think it was uh, it was airing on the same night as uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I was a fan of that. And I had the video game that they adapted for that on the Game Boy. But beyond that, I haven't really followed much of the Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I like how the movie kind of shows like these turtles. You know, if they, because I think see once uh, I was talking to Brandon yesterday mm-hmm. when we did the retro review for the TMNT 1990 film, that they already greenlit a sequel for this. Mm-hmm. So, and you can see that the way that these turtles are going to become more of the turtles that we, you know, you may already know from other adaptations. You know what I mean? You see, Raph has clearly an anger problem. That's going to be mm-hmm. probably a, a problem in the future. You know, Leonardo is becoming a leader. You know, more and more a leader in this. So you kind of see those kind of personality traits. Going to you see them that it's laying the groundwork for that. That they're going to develop more in the future, which I like. Um, and mm-hmm. I think there's a possible TV series coming at this, too. Um, and if they continue it in the art style of this, I would very much be interested to see that. Oh, yeah, um, the, yeah, the art style, and uh, if uh, Jeff Rowe, who directed this, also directed one of my favorite movies from a couple years ago, Mitchell's vs. the Machines, and he was also a co-writer on this. I feel like if he, along with uh, Rogan and Evan Goldberg, I feel like if they're involved, this there's really nowhere for this property to go but up. Mm. Yeah. And I'd you know, say Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who also, I think they um, they also had a hand in writing this as well. Um, oh, yeah. They're co-writers on this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think they have a good you, you know, skill of kind of bringing stuff to people and, you know, blending that nostalgia plus the, the funny plus that, you know, charming personality to things that mm-hmm. they sometimes can bring it to um, and, and sometimes adaptations that they do which I think is uh, very nice. Uh, Radio Immaturity says, uh, it'll be very, uh, I'll be very impressed if they can maintain that quality animation across the whole series. Yeah, because a lot of this yeah, takes a lot no of work. Problem. I mean, Spider-Verse took years and years to animate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I would be very impressed too if they can keep yeah, do that. Yeah, because they announced, yeah, they announced, yeah, Nickelodeon announced this movie back in June of 2020, and it's only now just coming out. So animation, mm. especially when it's as complex and as uh, detailed as this, it takes a long ass time. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate the work and hard work that animators do with a lot of this stuff, and 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 <laughs> you know, I, that that just makes me kind of love it even more. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, what are your final thoughts in writing for this? Uh, my final thoughts of this: every single frame was kind of a kind of inspiring to me, uh, especially as somebody who loves it. The the medium of animation. And I like that this movie, it is going more emphasizing into the teenager aspect of the Ninja Turtles, which I feel like is something that doesn't get a lot of light shed on it. I love the chemistry between all four of the turtles and their interaction with uh, Ao Debery, who uh, comes in later as April. And something that I think isn't getting talked about much is uh, Jackie Chan is uh, Master Splinter, because I feel like he probably has the most compelling arc in the entire movie as somebody who's trying to overcome his own xenophobia around humans. The rest of the voice cast, because uh, you see a lot more uh, different mutants, like you have a, <clears throat> you have a Rose Byrne as Letterhead, you have John Cena as Rocksteady, and Seth Rogen as Bebop. You have uh, uh, um, uh, Natasha Demetru from, uh, from What We Do in the Shadows as Wingnut. You have Ice Cube as Superfly, who is the main villain in here. And of course you have Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko, who I think 
on concept, he's a character that was starting to get on my nerves because he's kind of playing it as just like a stoner surfer bro. But he he it's Paul Rudd. He eventually charmed me. Yeah. So will be Rick. My rating. I'm dying to see this movie again. I'd give this a solid peak. I mm. love the animation. I love the voice cast. Every single needle drop was so fun to listen to, and it has one of my fav, one of the best. Uh, because it's a movie set in New York, and the climax is always going to involve the city coming together. It probably has my favorite one of those kind of endings I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Great animation. Great voice cast. I mean, it was interesting, you know, seeing the end of this movie and watching the, the credits and seeing who was who. Because I couldn't tell a lot of voices uh, that was in here. Like, John Cena, I was like, I was like, who, who is he in this, you know? And to go look at the cast list and find that out, that was pretty good. So there's a lot of voice cast in this that you wouldn't immediately recognize, um, you know, by hearing it. So I think that's very good. I think the voice casters, they do a wonderful job. Uh, again, shout out to the main actors that are playing the Turtles, Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael. Because like you said, most of them, this is their first time really doing anything. And I think they do a wonderful job at that. And voice acting is, is tough. It's not easy. Yeah. yeah, voice acting is tough, even for uh, professional actors. Yeah. And I think they, they do a wonderful, wonderful job here. Um, I really was impressed by the action scene here, the needle drops. Like I said, just a great time um, in a theater. Um, and if you're looking for another family movie to go see, um, you already saw Elemental or, you know, something like that. And I know nobody ain't seeing Haunted Mansion. That's bombing like crazy. So, <laughs> uh. you know. <laughs> you know, you might as well just go check this out um, in theaters. So I would also give it a uh, solid peak um, as well, like a high tune in solid peak time mm -hmm. territory there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Solid two peaks for Team and T. Mutant yeah. Mayhem. Yeah, let us know what you guys in the chat and in the comments think about uh, Mutant Mayhem, because I'm seeing this movie again on Thursday when it uh, releases to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh -huh. I as well. Yeah, I'm thinking about seeing it again. Yeah, paying the ticket. Um, did a press screening for it, but I'm thinking about spending my money um, and, and yeah, supporting it. Um, I love to support animation like this. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, very, very yeah, the more, yeah, the more you support animation like this, the more studios are inclined to get crazy with uh, styles like this. Mm, yeah. Just goes to show you the, the trend setting that Spider-Verse mm -hmm. has done, you know, ever since it's came out. Um, everything like that. Um, so, yeah. Team and T, Mutant Mayhem. All right, I can finally take this shit off. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm fucking dying in this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, like, Radiant from Trudy, he was right. He was like, this, that mask was made for somebody who's cross-eyed. Oh, my God. 